0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't say going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish. You're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish.
1: The podcast that Snopes rates a mostly false, but very adorable while doing
0: it. <laughs> it's super true. <laughs> oh, no. Let's tell some lies.
1: Yay. Starting
0: uh, with this. Uh, I'm Kyle Getz. I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> we're here to bridge the gap between <laughs> sexuality and actuality.
1: <laughs> and today we're going to talk about...
0: Queer as folk. That's the truth.
1: Yeah, that um, is true. Yeah, we put the ruthless and truthless.
0: Um <laughs> great. <laughs> okay. or, or Ruthie, a character in the Nuclear Spoke. Oh really? I uh,
1: god I didn't catch any of their names except Daddio right. I mean Daddyus. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Um, um but, one, but oh. this this was one of our Gap Bridger uh, uh, selections. If you're if you're a Gap Bridger for uh, three months or more, then you get to meet with Kyle and I and get your own idea produced as an episode. So Forrest Nail was uh, the the dude that chose this force nail of end credits fame you may recognize him
1: from his name at the end of the episode As a
0: super get bridger which he pointed out you've not fucked his name up even once which that's just tempting oh, fate. oh you're welcome Discord. for rest i <laughs> don't know how i can do that okay um, um but yeah he actually he asked for this months ago and we were like well how about we wait until the new show comes out yeah so that's what we did and that's why it's timed for now
1: yep yep uh one programming note yeah it's pride month it is Pride Month. Happy Pride, month. Happy, pride. Month. happy Pride. That's It still is. And we have a happy hour, June 23rd at 6 p.m. Pacific. There's an event on our page. You can go, you know, say yes to, say yes to the guest. And yeah. uh, we're looking forward to it. It'll be fun. We'll hang out. We'll chat. We'll Pride. We'll do our gay shit.
0: It's going to be super duper fun. Yeah. And uh, on Zoom. So... Get ready for that. Gayish, brought to you this week
1: by Zoom. (laughs) Zoom, it sounds like you're flying, but you're on the ground. (laughs) Go to zoom.com slash gayish if you want a 404 error. Goodbye, everybody. This has been an integrated ad. Okay. uh, Do you (laughs) you want to We actually do ads that are a little bit integrated, so that is hashtag not an ad. I don't know. Uh, Do you want to talk about the news?
0: Yeah, let's do the news. (laughs) <laughs> right out of the gate, Kyle. We're doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Okay, news the first. Just yesterday, on Saturday the 11th of June, the North Idaho Pride Alliance mm. held Coeur d'Alene Pride mm. in the um, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. A quote, family friendly community event celebrating diversity and building a stronger and more unified community for all. Sorry, a family friendly community of ints? Event.
1: Event. Okay, cool.
0: Great. And uh yeah, on the way on the on the way to Coeur d'Alene Pride, a group of thirty-one people, members of the white supremacist neo-Nazi group Patriot Front, were pulled over at about 1:30 p.m. police received a call from a concerned citizen who had seen a group of people who quote looked like a little army
1: <laughs> jump
0: into the back of a U-Haul truck with masks and shields. So it was basically a clown car filled with assholes. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> oh,
1: like a yeah, clown in the actual sense of like
0: yeah. Yep, the officers made the traffic stop and arrested 31 people inside the truck for conspiracy to riot. Uh, it was made up of individuals from states across the, U- the U.S., and they had riot gear and at least one smoke grenade. Smoke grenade? Jesus. Coeur Police Chief Lee White said at a news conference, quote, they appeared to be affiliated with the group Patriot Front. And more about Patriot Front, they were formed when the group called Vanguard America rebranded after the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017. Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center designates them as a white nationalist hate group and they are one of the most active white supremacist groups in America today. They were probably not going to pride to march with their queer ass awesomeness. Yeah, like really, this.
1: just celebrate the moment together and bond. And yeah, yeah,
0: God, yeah. So uh, their their Pride Festival, North North Idaho Pride, uh, happened yesterday and um, was. Uh, they said that it ended up being quote momentous, joyful, and safe. And we are deeply grateful to law enforcement agencies who were present and professionally responded throughout the day to keep our community safe. And we thank the many Pride in the Park vendors, volunteers, performers, partners, supporters, sponsors, and event attendees for their role in ensuring a safe event for all by joining us yesterday in the spirit of love, kindness, and inclusion. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We have a problem with guns in this country. That's not a secret to anybody. We have a problem with white nationalism and white supremacy in this country. That's Mm. not a secret to anybody. But I feel like the rhetoric is particularly bad recently. I don't know if it's the midterm elections. I don't know if it's like the right is losing its goddamn mind over Donald Trump and his horse shit. Mm. But, like, it feels extra scary this year to go be with giant crowds of gay people in a place where we are easy targets.
1: I I mean, it's because... uh, I don't know if it's actually more mass shootings. Like we have so many mass shootings at this point. It's not a surprise, but you know, it'll be like this weekend, 23 mass shootings. And that's just life now. And that's just, and no one has been able to do anything about it. And that's just the world we're living in. So it's almost like, rather than when is the next mass shooting? It's, will it be at the thing I'm at? Yep. Is the question, yep. which is and yeah, like pride would be a very good target for someone that is angry with a gun.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I mean, what did the gun do to him? Why is he mad at it? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, it's it's really scary, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that there are you know people who are working to make sure that these things don't happen. And this clearly was an example of a near miss. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, just be safe out there, y'all. If you yeah. see something, say something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any good advice to give, except I think it's important that we not let that fear prevent us from showing up and 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 celebrating to the best of our ability.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I I also I think, think part of it, like you know, we don't necessarily have to like have advice more that like. Uh, we, the, it's an understandable reasonable fear you have if you do have it and your way of managing it whatever that is to you uh, is understandable and there are lots of ways to celebrate pride like i agree like if if you're comfortable going out into public spaces like it's important to show visible statements of pride and community and unity and love and happiness and joy when you're when you're lgbtq plus but also, if you're afraid, there's so many ways that is not the only way to show pride or to celebrate pride for yourself. It can be online in a community, in a Discord server. So this is a dumb place to plug our Discord. I, did, I accidentally almost went into that. Um, any kind of like online community or I've been starting to watch some films that we've talked about on our last episode. And that is by myself, but makes me feel more connected. You yeah. know, there's, there's lots of things you can do. Um, and pride is not just one thing or event.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, News the second? Yeah. All right. So continuing the just parade of shitbags, Kyle. <laughs> um, apparently, the Taliban is rounding up people in Afghanistan, LGBTQ members of the community. But they're saying it's because they're trying to pre- prevent monkeypox. So the, the Taliban oh, is saying okay. monkeypox is the new gay disease. We got to get these gays out of our community because they're going to give us all monkeypox. Mm-hmm. Um, two gay men who live in Kabul told Pink News that the Taliban's persecution of LGBTQ people has been ramping up ever since monkeypox started being detected in Europe. The virus, which uh, is usually found in Central and West Africa, is uh, seeing outbreaks in the UK, Spain, Portugal, some other locations. We've talked about it on the show before. And it,
1: in the it, US. And in the
0: US okay. now. Yeah. It's Seattle yeah, uh, yeah. now. And uh, that it's it's um, it's it's being it's primarily in the men who have sex with men community. And that's because it's not a sexual disease, but get, bumping ugly is just one way to get it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway...
1: Boy, when, when, and when this started getting reported, everyone was like, uh oh, they're like very unfortunately making this connection between like gay and bi men. And, and, and this is an exact example of the thing that everyone was worried about happening.
0: Yep. Yep. Um,
1: I recently got a test deposit for COVID. I'm, um, you know, did my, you know, stayed home stayed away from people all the all the shit i was supposed to that the cdc said and also reported it um through a really inconvenient like king county call line or whatever but like did the thing like reported it so they we have numbers because um anyway but like when they went through the demographic questions one of the questions was orientation and i was like ah fuck i'm gay like but like yeah i didn't get it because i'm gay yeah. Although it might have been at a gay event, that I get it. I don't know. I'm not sure. But like, I, like even just saying, telling them that I was gay is like both the truth, and we should have that for accurate reporting. And also, I was like, oh fuck.
0: Yeah, for sure. It reminds me of when, um, people were reluctant to register their civil partnerships with Washington State after Ref 51, mm, Ref 74? 71, Ref 71 passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the everything but marriage law that we had yeah. was Ref 71. Ref 74 was gay marriage. Uh, but, um, they were like. Given the current political climate, why would I add myself to a registry of gay people <laughs> to hunt down? I right? remember like, you
1: talking about that on this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was up from episode... Of yep. Uh, okay. So,
0: yep. so, the Taliban, they're fuck face asshole dickbags. Yep, 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 yep. Um, this this the,
1: podcast is taking a strong stance against the, the Taliban.
0: Taliban. <laughs> uh, Malik Malek? Malek? A gay man living in Kabul uh, said, quote, The Ministry of Health has stated that no cases of the disease have been registered, yet they are still looking for excuses to harass the Afghan gay community. Wherever they see handsome men wearing no local clothes, they check their cell phones, and if they find the slightest evidence that they are gay, they arrest them and take them away.
1: Holy shit. Uh,
0: um, And uh, according to this man, uh, trans people are just as much at risk. Apparently, if the Taliban finds a nude photo on a person's phone, they will beat and detain them.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Quote, the Taliban do not like anyone to wear fashionable clothes. They threaten all homosexuals with death after being detained. They say they should wear local clothes, should not shave their beards, and act as they wish. Trans people cannot even come out of their house. Anyway.
1: Wow. God. I mean, talk about stereotypes and the pain and the challenge of stereotyping people that, like. Yeah. That, that God, man this. has a nice
0: haircut. Get him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Jesus. Shit. Uh, News the third. Great. Okay, great. So I felt like I had to cover all three of these stories today. Anyway, Thokozani Shiri is a, a, a man that died in prison in the UK because he had HIV and they withheld his medication. Oh. And he died of an HIV-related complication. Uh, he was serving two sentences at, at HMP Chelmsford in Essex. Uh, in 2017 until 2018 and then again from 2018 until his death on the April on the 14th of April 2019. Um, apparently, Essex Partnership University Trust was aware that he was HIV positive, but uh, he was not allowed to go to an HIV clinic and was not provided with any of his antiretroviral medications, uh, which, as we know and have said m- multiple times, can lower a person's HIV um, load to undetectable and which is untransmittable Untransmittable. you U cannot, equals you yep but apparently it was during this second stay that they uh, they failed to provide him with the vital medication for months they put him on the medication 19 days before he died
1: my god but uh, you said did you say he died in 2019
0: 2019
1: why yeah. is this a news story now
0: it's a news story now because there was a inquest there the investigation is happening now and there was a big um court hearing that uh, got over last week on Wednesday. Mm, got it. So there, um, the, the jury found that five separate failings had caused his death, including the failure to provide his medication during both periods of imprisonment and the failure to refer, refer, him to an HIV clinic. Um, when he was finally taken to the hospital, he was put into an induced coma and before his mother was able to see him, uh, and he remained that way until his death. Uh, despite being in a coma, he was kept in handcuffs and chained to his hospital bed. The prison and probation ombudsman Sue McAllister said that his care was, quote, unacceptably poor. This is a case in which a young man died a preventable death as a result of what I can only describe as neglect by healthcare staff and whose mother was then treated with gross insensitivity by prison staff. Um, if Okay. Yeah.
1: On our side. Cool. Thanks. Ombuds person. Um, but. ums but. Um. <laughs> Neglect seems to be the nicest way to say if there are five levels of failure, there is more than neglect. That is not one step. Like if you have checks and balances and multiple times that check and checks and balances fails, it's not neglect. There's an intentional or malicious or there's something, it's something more than whoopsie.
0: Right. Yeah absolutely and there's a there's a dehumanization of people in prison that happens, especially in our culture mm. in the United States, of like they're less than human, they deserve what's coming to them, just a, a total lack of awareness of what did they the, do to get
1: there the, that
0: did, places did, blame on like yep yeah, absolutely people are more than their crimes, and we forget that, yeah, and I think that's particularly pronounced with queer people, right, but like you see this is an example of an HIV positive person, but there's also like trans issues, people getting g- gender affirming care that they need when they're in a prison system. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, uh, th- there's this like, we don't really fund prison systems to care about people because that's where we throw people away. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate that, that this person, uh, ended up dying again of a totally preventable reason because yeah. of, because of this, this phenomenon. Uh, hopefully something comes with this inquest and the UK prison system can get its shit together. And hopefully we get our shit together too, which we won't.
1: I know, I was going to say, I don't know much about the UK prison system, but if it was the US, it would be, I would have little to no hope for that. I mean, at least over the short term.
0: Uh, News the fourth. I wanted to end on a positive note. Rebel Wilson came out.
1: (gasps) Yeah, oh, but this, well, yeah. Mostly um,
0: i didn't know if you yeah. knew how the i didn't know if you knew the follow-up I, yeah. part yeah yeah so i i wanted to end on a positive story and, yeah. and then <laughs> it, it was very ex-
1: we were all excited like good genuinely happy news rebel wilson welcome so happy to have you it's wonderful and it still is it's it
0: is that's awesome it's, you know pride month it's just lovely yep australian comedian and actor rebel wilson 42 years old has announced a new love in her life She posted a photo to Instagram on Thursday with her and her girlfriend, Ramona Agruma, snuggled up and smiling. It says, quote, I thought I was searching for a Disney prince, but maybe what I really needed all this time was a Disney princess. Mm. Heart emoji, rainbow emoji, heart emoji, hashtag love is love. (laughs) Turns out (laughs) that she did that because an Australian newspaper reportedly uh, threatened to out her. They gave her 48 hours to say something or that they were going to go to print with, yeah. with uh, uh, out- outing her. So she chose to control her own narrative and come out. And she apparently has been um, w- with this person for several months now. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, all gay people have the right to come out in the time manner in place of their choosing. Um, and, Except if you're a
1: anti-gay politician.
0: Right. Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exception, but,
0: um, but, but she, uh, clearly was choosing not to come out as being in a same-sex relationship and and so to be to be forced into it yeah also fuck you it's pride newspaper yeah I couldn't wait until july yeah do be anti-gay <laughs> during
1: july <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well and it's um i was gonna say something insightful fuck oh great oh i uh, I also read them saying like we were just asking questions and that line now has become like, okay, we've heard that enough that like uh, that is never what you're doing. Right. Even as a newspaper, if you ask a question to someone who's not out about their, if they're LGBT, that is not just a question. There is a, uh, whether you want it to be or not, there is, there is some weight and danger behind what you're doing. So even taking it at its most innocent, which i don 't actually think it is, asking a question is not innocent <laughs> right I don't know.
0: yeah absolutely uh rebel wilson hi hi <laughs> welcome to the tent we we don 't know it, how she identifies that 's the other thing it 's just been a, mm-hmm. a picture of her of her girlfriend mm-hmm. and and don 't know if she 's bi or if she 's gay or whatever more on that later maybe but but they're a, they're <laughs> for our tell-all interview with let rebel wilson they're adorable yeah. and they look lovely together happy pride that's yeah. the news
1: that's the news well speaking of people that are lovely i would like to thank the following patreon members who support us on patreon great if you want to support us on patreon go to patreon.com slash podcast thank you to dimitri de santos wow i know right wow sorry to everyone else who has a dumb name compared to dimitri de santos uh people like clay parker
0: <laughs> Clay Parker. Wait, isn't that one of the guys from um, uh, South Park? That's Trey Eric Parker. Eric Stone?
1: Street? That's Trey Parker. Trey, Eric Stone. Eric Stone Street. Are those two different people? Anyway, uh, Donovan Atkinson, um, love your diet, and Harrison Pankrats. God, I'm sure everyone Atkinson is like, okay. That's, these people get the dumbest comments from us. Okay, uh, Harrison Pankrats. you have a Z in your name, so do I. I get it. Um, thank you. If you want your name read... Uh, and to support us for some reason, <laughs> you can do it at Patreon.com. Gators Podcast. Do it. Speaking of Patreon things, yeah. as you mentioned, this is the episode requested by Forrest Nail. So yeah. Forrest...
0: Nailed it. Oh, well, <laughs> we preemptively say congratulating ourselves.
1: Um, you, I think, are going to say things... Uh, and then I'll respond to them, you know, uh, maybe we'll just keep doing that for a little bit for the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay.
0: Hey, Kyle. Say, hey, Mike. How, what do you say we podcast on your podcast? I say we talk to each other <laughs> for maybe the next hour or so, depending on how we feel. Great. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what do you, okay, sure. you go. Um, I want to talk to you about the history of Queer as Folk. That's not a thing. I uh, know it's not a thing. Okay. But, but, so, so the name of the show actually has a little bit of a fun history to mm. it. I just always thought it was queer as
1: fuck, and they were just playing on that.
0: Okay, we'll get there in a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so in Northern England, in Yorkshire and Lancashire, apparently there is a, 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 a saying that has been common enough for a really long time. It's, there's note so queer as folk, which I, my accent is not great. Mm. I, I didn't really try an accent, but I can't, you can't say the word note. With an American accent And have it make sense Anyway There's no So queer as folk It's a saying In northern English dialects And it means There's nothing As strange as people hmm. Basically they're saying That people are crazy And weird and unpredictable There's And th- there's nothing As queer as a person Is the, <laughs> is, the, is, the is the You know hmm. the, the, the meaning there but at least, at least in Northern England, it was common enough of a phrase that that's what they decided to invoke with the name of this show. So the first incarnation of the television show Queer as Folk was on British TV. Uh, it was in 1999, uh, only one season. Um, there was then like a two-part follow-up in, in 2000 to like wrap up the show. It feels a little bit to me like the Looking movie,
1: mm, y- y- like bad,
0: y- like just in, in yeah. Yeah, in that like, the show got canceled, so now like here's our our attempt to yeah. put a butt plug in it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so the script had originally started life with the title "Queer as Fuck." Oh, uh, and then somebody said,
1: maybe that wouldn't so great.
0: But... <laughs> Media. Well, okay,
1: yeah. but that's interesting because like the entire show, everyone's like, maybe that won't, maybe
0: you can't <laughs> do any of
1: that. Like, uh, right?
0: No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you for sure couldn't say "queer as fuck" on american tv right and i doubt you could get away with it on british tv either in the late 90s i could be wrong let I me mean, know it's british showtime
1: people. do it like they can do whatever they want
0: i don't think it was on showtime in england
1: though. oh no 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 i'm talking about the u.s
0: sure sure it was on it was on uh, it was on bbc4 which apparently is the slutty one did you say bbc4 bbc4 no bbc4
1: will eat you eat it, you <laughs> Gi- gigantically
0: um or no, it's just Channel Four. It's not BBC Four. I don't know how your TV system works, UK. Like, nor is this yourself. an episode
1: about BBC, so we well, don't
0: need to do that. It was on Channel Four. Okay. Anyway, they started as queer as fuck, and then somebody's like, "Yeah, you can't do that." And then and then they made the connection to this already established phrase mm. of 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 there's not so queer as folk. Huh. Also, the new show, mm-hmm. which I know we both, I watched the whole thing. You watched the first episode did you notice that the the logo that's in the credits in the beginning which is a neon sign did you notice that they stylized it so that it looks like queer as fuck no i'll show you in a okay. little bit but like it's a neon sign Yes yeah. and um the way neon signs work there's always like little weird gaps and like slightly off shapes when they when they put together an image in out of, out of neon tubes if you squint, which yeah. I have bad eyesight, it looks like <laughs> queer as fuck for just like a split second. That's cool. That's smart. I love that. Which I think is a, a throwback to yeah. to to you know the origins of of the show, which we're going to talk about Easter eggs on the Patreon segment, like other things that I noticed or or thought were subtle kickbacks to to the old show. I like to yeah. think that this is one of them. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then uh, the american queer as folk well started right on the heels of of the british one it ran from december 3rd of 2000 to august 7th of 2005 it was on showtime which that's for sure the slutty one mm-hmm. and that at that at that point in time anyway
1: yeah it's like we we showed skinamax and maybe some shows now yep
0: <laughs>
1: and and maybe this is kind of both
0: yep uh <laughs> You're gonna talk about the American show um, yeah. more more in depth in a little bit, but uh, it took place in Pittsburgh and it has a whole a whole cast of characters.
1: <laughs> it does have cast. It does have actors that play roles. Yep. 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 Uh, Boy, that covered my entire segment. Crazy. Okay.
0: Awesome. <laughs> and then uh, Queer as Folk in 2022. So there's a brand new one. It came out three days ago in the United States at the time of taping. So a week and some change ago, when this episode actually drops.
1: Did you refer to?
0: Us recording as at the time of taping? Yes.
1: Wow. All right. That's, All right. That's what we're doing
0: right this second. I mean, I guess so. Do but you need to turn on the time cave? No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> I understand
0: how this works. <laughs> I just, the phrase
1: at the time of taping is what, like, you would do in your professional thing.
0: We are. Okay. People give us money. Patreon.com slash Gage Podcast, Kyle.
1: <laughs> People giving you money for something does not make you a professional. I think
0: it does. Ooh. Isn't that literally the meaning of that word? No, no, All no. Right. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> absolutely s- not stop calling myself I, a professional piano player then. Because <laughs> when do you get money for playing the piano? All the time. When? All the time. That when? I, when I play gigs that pay money. I...
1: Oh, people like the bars that you yeah. do pay you. Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That. It's fun. Okay, great. That's not what we're,
1: <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. Uh,
0: it came out. Uh, it came out three days ago in the United States. Two days ago in Australia. It isn't going to come out in Canada for a couple of weeks yet. Oh. Uh, it comes out in the UK on July 1st. And <laughs> it
1: comes out for Canada when you download your torrenting device right. or yeah. your VPN,
0: <laughs> yeah. whatever. NordVPN. They yeah. should sponsor us. Oh, also no. also not sponsoring us. NordVPN. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other places uh, at the end of the month. So July 31st and a lot of other markets like Western Europe and mm. blah, blah, blah. South Africa. There's a couple of other weird places. Um, so that made me want to talk a little bit about spoilers, I guess, because... Um, uh, y- y- yeah, there's, there's lots of people that can't have seen it yet or shouldn't have seen it yet unless they're smart and know how the internet yeah. works. But, uh, there's, we're going to probably spoil some stuff, I guess. So if that is bad for you, I guess now you're far enough into the episode that the download counts for us. So we don't care. You can <laughs> do whatever you want now. Yeah.
1: Spoiler alert. Yep. Spoiler For the alert. old season and, or the old mm-hmm. series and the new series.
0: Do you, okay. Fuck that. What? You've had goddamn near 20 years, more than 20 years for the first few episodes, first few seasons. It's not a spoiler anymore. You're just slow.
1: I mean, it's a spoiler, but I, but, I, but I don't care that yeah. I'm spoiling it. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think... Well, okay. You might be technically right, so I'm going to support your pedantry. Pet
1: <laughs> it should be inherent if you're downloading an episode called Queers Folk that we will be talking about the contents of the show. So get over yourself.
0: Yeah, those are I don't know were... why
1: we're yelling at the people. They're like they we know it, and Kyle. we don't care. They love like, it. They, no one, I don't know, no one's fighting us on this that's or a, that's has how, ever complained.
0: That's how Daddy rolls. Ye- yelling at him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You want to talk about the old show? The Ridge? Yeah, yeah. So, well, okay. The the British one doesn't count at all. Are we agreed on that?
1: Boy, okay. This is what (laughs) is so fucking annoying. You talk about something like Queer as Folk, and every British person's like, oh, did you know that started? Yes, I know that. Just I like know the that. office I know, I know I know that is not a smart observation, and I know it. And <laughs> when I'm talking about it, I'm talking about the American one. You're yelling again i this <laughs> is this is legit because this is something that like, you know, British people always love to do. And I'm like, I know this information, and I'm ignoring this. like yeah. I don't it's just like they they think it makes them special that they know this information, sure.
0: I also think that British people think like think we ignore them more than we do.
1: We ignore them a good amount, so sometimes it's fair. But something yeah. like this, I'm, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I would, uh, I don't know. We get it. It was British friends. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So I'm going to talk about the American version. I did you watch the original?
0: I have, the U.S. original. I have seen lots of episodes enough that I like know some stuff. Would recognize the actors. Know some of the characters' names but i i i don't think i ever watched the whole thing mm-hmm. certainly not like encyclopedic i but i also was straight then yeah right like yeah. so so it was on from 2000 to 2005 i got married to my wife in 2004 like that's prime me pretending phase of life so yeah,
1: yeah. and this is not conducive to pretending
0: yeah can you imagine me saying to her like i want to watch this gay ass show and then like making her watch this gay ass show with me
1: you talked about it like your wife had you watch brokeback mountain like i could see a supportive you know woman being like let's see this hobby but like this is not one of those shows that you're like let's support the community and let's watch this show like maybe people would have now with all of our content and and how like you know people are chill and sex i don't know At the time, this would not be a "let's be cool and support the gays" kind of show that you would watch. Like that is just not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. No. So I. I mean, I was in the closet when it came out. Um, I.
0: Sorry. What? It came out before you came out. It
1: came out before me. Yeah, it did. (laughs) And it dragged me out by my dick. Uh, I I mentioned that the like one of the the first thing I remember seeing is a scene of Justin taylor one of the 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 young kid mm-hmm. like high school this like, week yeah um uh giving this dude a hand job oh. when i was like on the internet you know when the internet started like this these is one of the early things that i found didn't know what the show was didn't know just like was like super into this like mm. thought it was super hot mm-hmm. so it's interesting that i came to this by way of searching for like hot porn related or or sex things um yeah fitting but um Yeah, and when I came out, uh, I, I graduated, I moved up to Seattle, and it was one of those things that I had this realization. It was just like when I went to college was living by myself or with roommates but like was like oh my god when my roommate's not here i can watch all the porn i want like for the very first time in life there's no one around to make me not watch porn i can do you know before i would like have to hide it or go at night or close you know the computer room door like had to do all these things and it was like freedom yeah and it felt very much like that when i lived alone I, i was like Oh my god! I can watch this show. I live alone now, and I can watch whatever I want. And even if it's racy or sexual or whatever, I get to do what I want. Yeah. So, and this is probably one of the, if not the earliest, actual gay TV shows. Like I can't even. Th- I I'd seen episodes of Will and Grace, so that's not true. So maybe like the second thing that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So, like this and the L Word. I watched around the same time. Like, these are, like, kind of my early gay TV show influences. And, uh, I, I, I it's been a while since I've watched it. Sure. Before recording this episode, I said in my mind like i will not be rewatching this at all like i just mm. i i don't want to i um but i watched a couple reviews uh, matt Baum, who was on our uh show a long time ago uh did a queers folk puts pride on television uh video on his youtube channel and then i watched uh queer stories uh on youtube uh, uh queers folk 20 years later and it's still a controversial show so a couple things um just if you want to see some reviews and people talk about it and it reminded me there is more they talked about complex issues and a, and and some of the conversations, as Ma- Matt Baum says, some of the conversations they're having are ones we are still having, like uh, being a mother uh, with a lesbian couple, like being a mother in a family versus dykes on bikes. You know, they talk about this pull between activists and family life, as you know, the, part of the thing is like those don't have to be opposing. Things, sure. but but they, they there is this couple struggling from their activist anarchist roots and how do you you know still do that but also become a family and do that in a in a way that makes sense for you and
0: I kind of want to push back I think it oh. is, there is a choice like regardless of your gender if you have a child kids are needy as fuck and they take mm-hmm. up a lot of your time so you will have less time for other things if, sure. those, if those other things are like community building and and protesting and being an activist yeah you do you do have to choose
1: I think that that says that activist is an action, and I think activist includes actions, but anarchy and activism should be inherent in what you do. so if you have a child raising them as someone who uh uh thinks for themselves understands values other people values their own opinions and feelings like i I think it should permeate more than you going to a protest. I think going to things is part of it, but I think it it's it extends beyond that. So I would I would disagree. Okay. But I get what you're saying. Uh they you know they so they talked about I most related to Michael the main character because he was struggling with like how do I how how do I be out or you know people talking about like do we still need pride or you know there's all these topics that continue to be relevant today. Again, those are ones that I remembered from just watching some recaps what I what I remembered before is a lot of the stereotypes I thought about and knew about gay people came from that show. So sure. what I what stands out most when I think about it is you're supposed to have lots of wild hot sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're supposed to go to the gym. That's where like they that was their central perk. That was their meetup place. Was gay church, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. The gym, yep. It, drugs, like I. that that, that's one of the hardest parts i i think thinking about like their drug use i very much internalized uh, i i have thought a lot about this not just for this episode but just in general i am not someone who believes that you know video games made me do it like it turned so like sure you made a decision and sure things you watch and see influence you but like you're making decision so i i have made decisions also I was very much influenced by this show and thought gay people did drugs and did not understand the difference between different kinds of drugs and just thought they were all just kind of lumped in a category. So then in real life, when I saw gay people do certain kinds of drugs, I have done them and thought that this is part of the gay experience. And I think, and I, it's, that's something I still struggle with today. And think part of the reason I did that or thought it was normal or thought I should or thought I was missing out on drugs is because of this show.
0: It's interesting. So uh, watching the show, do you think that they were glorifying that drug use? Normalizing and glorifying are are, slightly different shades of the same sort of color, but I'm I'm wondering if you felt encouraged.
1: I felt it what i i don't know and i don't know that i had even the distinction to be able to say like i thought this is what gay culture is hmm. this is what and there there were like good things kind of but but also some of them like I, I am very good at feeling bad about you know looking at anything and making myself feel bad yeah. or ashamed because of it like even just having a close-knit group of gay friends the four of them always hang out that was their friend group i was like i don't have that so i think i'm supposed to go to the bar and like and you know hang out with this group of friends so i did that for a while and was like oh i don't actually like these people or care about or like all we do is go to these bars and not actually talk about anything and i don't want to do this so like there are certain things even that were just like friendships that i later realized i didn't want but yeah i think it they said you go to bars you do drugs and that's kind of part of it so i don't even know if if it was i don't think it. uh, yeah i guess normalizing would be a better word but i don't think i even knew the difference it was just that was just the given
0: yeah yeah interesting yeah. There is a message there like whether it's good or bad if you're not doing it you're not fitting in, right? Like yeah. there there's a there's a baseline expectation that then gets set and so then you feel like you're failing at being gay because here's a here's an expectation and you're not you're not you're not doing it or doing it well. And, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I was wondering if you talk a lot
1: about how your expectations of gay people you know, from friends, but I'm sure from other places are about having lots of sex. And the show was clearly having lots of sex. Yeah. This, do you remember that part of it for you?
0: Are we moving on from the drugs thing then? Oh
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I mean that, that is a big part of like my current struggle is knowing how much this influenced my decisions. And again, I decided them. So I don't like, I'm not one to say it was media, but like also I need to be honest about like what plant things that planted ideas about, what was what gay people did and that i if i didn't do them i i feel like i needed to do certain things drugs sex uh, things and if i wasn't i was jealous i was like that's just the gay experience so i haven't done these things so i'm missing out i'm not being gay well or other people must be hotter or better or more outgoing or social like i got a lot of insecurities from those expectations
0: that makes sense. But what, yeah.
1: uh, what were you going to say about you and sex?
0: Oh, uh, that uh, my, my central narrative for my failure as a gay man has been my lack of ability, much less desire to have casual sex. Mm-hmm. To just fuck whoever and not only have that be fun, but be okay with it. And it's taken a long time, a lot of therapy and a lot of talking about shit on this show <laughs> to recognize that there's nothing wrong with me I'm not broken I'm just that's just how I'm wired and that's fine yeah but I think that that identity that expectation that you're just supposed to fuck like crazy any old random stranger that you can get it in like is pervasive and um I it's very well represented in this show now there's a there's a I don't know a cause and effect thing like did this show make that uh, image or is this show just reflecting the image that already existed, or is there like an amplification process between the two? Yeah. Probably all of that at the same time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that that show very much, with the possible exception of Michael, if I remember right. Michael Novotny is it, he still fucks a lot of random ass people though? I don't know. Anyway, just this uh, just this idea that you're supposed to like shake hands, make m- like and and then and then fuck, do a of coke together, and dance all night, and then like hang out at work the next day and have that be fine. Yeah. It, like that's, that's very, very much written into the culture of that show. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Part of what I needed to write down and remind myself is like, there is something very great about this. You know, it, it is part of this sexual revolution and freedom and liberation God, that what?
0: Macy Gray, sexual revolution. Oh, I don't think I've heard it. I'm going to add it now. Go ahead. She,
1: uh, see her on the season one of Queer as Folk. No, um, But it's more like, sexual revolution. It is. Um, it is. So there's something very cool. Like, I, that's what I, I had to, because of my difficulties with this show, had to remind myself of some of the positives, mm. including I love and support things that say sex is good and we can talk about it and there's lots of kinds of sex And that can be sex with strangers and group sex and sex in a club like a bathhouse. And like, uh, you know, there's lots of kinds of sex that I very much support and like that they did that. And I think they were unapologetically queer and sex positive in a way that at the time I that's not what I internalized from the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure.
1: But that was a very good thing that I think they did. That and you know it doesn't have to be all good or bad. But um, other good things: uh, the uh, Michael's mom, Debbie Novotny, played mm-hmm. by Sharon Glass from um, Cagney and Lacey. God, I love her. I only knew her from this show. Like I, um, but I, I really like that they did not do the. I'm from a, the main character from a homophobic family. That like they sure. flipped that and said we're going to go the other way. The struggle that he has with his mom is she's super supportive almost annoyingly so in a way that can like she seems more gay than he does like he struggled with that part i really loved that they they did that thing They, they that they didn't do the normal what we expected from a homophobic family
0: yep absolutely totally agree yeah
1: they had lesbians, so that, I guess that was cool. <laughs> but, you know, to, but it was just like here, here you go. Here's the lesbian
0: couple. Really, yeah. in retrospect, the fact that these lesbians were hanging out with all of these gay men, like that's the most unbelievable part. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the, the L word was like, wait,
1: no, lesbians, Like they had, a, they should have their own lives. And I'm sure that again, I like this is what I remember. I just randomly wrote Brian is basically gay, John Draper. So that's mm. <laughs> I think he was Another Don Another show before. I didn't watch. I didn't really either. I I watched the full first season. And was like I can't do this. Everyone was like, no, 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 push past. it. And I was like, no, you get one se- like you get season one. Then again, I haven't watched Shits Creek past season one, so I'm I'm in that trap where I think shows whole, get better.
0: A whole season,
1: season one of um, uh, Don Draper presents the universe or whatever it's called is like Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, a lo- it's just. I don't like it. I don't yeah. think it's good. All I care about is Peggy being better
0: at typewriting. I think you get three episodes, not even a whole season.
1: I rarely would give a, a show this much, but everyone talked about how fucking good this show is. So I couldn't, I don't know. Uh, what else good did I write? Uh, yeah, didn't care about being acceptable. Uh, it showed Michael's uncle who had HIV AIDS mm. like, and was A character that struggled with that and you know he's a little bit of the like i'm gonna teach you young kids you know
0: gay older statesman Mm -hmm. but
1: but had you know his own life and um this show on the good side like showed gay friendship Mm -hmm. which is something we've talked about as like not very but also had very much the which even shows do today like underpinning of there is sexual tension between this gay friendship and we we still i don't think are good at showing platonic gay friendship so all of them are like oh they're probably gonna fuck at some point you know and it's like yeah uh i don't know do you want to talk about age of consent
0: (laughs) oh my god kyle (laughs) so uh uh justin was in high
1: school Mm -hmm. his character was 17 years old at the start of the show
0: yeah yeah and and in the in the british version that the analog character um, was 15, mm-hmm. and there's a there's an age of consent thing there that is is interesting.
1: I did not go into the annals of history, but <laughs> at, le- at least <laughs> t- today in Pennsylvania, the age of consent is 16. So, if uh, I don't know, presuming that hasn't changed in 20 years or something, like the age of he was above the age of consent, yeah. which I think is important because I think age is both weird and we can feel uncomfortable by it. But we, as a society have decided that there is a certain age and you know, it's not going to be perfect. Everyone has to develop their own level of maturity, but we've decided that's okay. And I think gay people are more like overly kind of targeted with these beliefs that sure. Like Republicans date people that are fucking 13 or whatever, you know, they right, do these yeah. things that like, and then we're the pedophiles though, because we date someone that is over the age of consent, but in
0: high school, yeah. um, What? Uh, There are all of those states that have those laws where, like, the age of consent for uh, a girl is fourteen, and Mm -hmm. then we say that the age of consent for sodomy should be the same. And they're Mm -hmm. like, "No, that's not cool. It's eighteen or bust." Like, well, okay, let's let's talk about this four-year gap and this double standard that you've (laughs) paid. Yeah, because like that's weird. (laughs) I was
1: that is yep. There are many times in history where the age of consent is different when you're gay. Yeah. And why is that? It's because of your prejudice against gay people.
0: And butt sex is gross.
1: And butt sex is gross.
0: I don't think it is, but, like, the... the I people do. People... <laughs> <laughs> I'm disgusted every time. <laughs> it... Also, dating a 29-year-old, I'm pretty sure the age of consent should be 30.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone required celibacy until 30. Um It very much had focused on the lives of gay cis white men. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the range of experiences were like a gay cis white man who's trying to come out, a gay cis white man who is a professional, a gay cis white man who's femme. Like, you know, that was the range of experience. I would add
0: able bodied to your list of like boring shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 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 Just because,
0: just because that's important to the new show. We're going to talk about that in a a while.
1: Um, I will. Uh, I don't know how much to get. I will say uh, some. I will uh, a quote from um, Hal Sparks, who played the titular. I feel like there's some nowadays. I don't know if how we, but like at the time, like I think he was an, uh, an ally for the community. He mm. was an advocate. He. I think. I, think I, I. My vibe is that either gay people don't know who he is, or like him. Like mm. I don't know. I think he's been generally good for the show for queer people for um in 2018 when he talked about this he said quote my agent and manager at the time presented this script to me like they were wearing hazmat suits <laughs> it's a hit in england i don't know we don't recommend it but you get mad if we don't let you read stuff and he said i'm no longer with them
0: oh wow okay
1: justin taylor who uh uh the actor is randy harrison has a podcast mm. i have not listened to uh called Anon with mr sister
0: great so, okay i don't know
1: we want to check that out
0: we should have had him on the show i did uh i
1: don't know i don't know if people care i i did reach out to see if we could get an early screener of the show before it came out to see it and no one replied so i don't
0: I, well we got early access compared to canada and the uk and other places early access
1: <laughs> prevent presented by peacock peacock your dms are not important <laughs> We're not big enough for them to uh, care about, I don't think. Um, Although
0: the NBC Universal Peacock, for which their streaming service Peacock is named, (laughs) is a rainbow. It's gay-ass Peacock.
1: (gasps) You hate-crimed me digitally. (laughs) (laughs) That's so rude. I don't know. I struggle with, I think, people that care about the series and maybe watched it at either a different time in their life or maybe were not as sensitive to... A lot of what I'm talking about are very personal things that I... Judge myself, and I'm sensitive to these issues. So other people might have watched this and been like, "Fucking sweet, they're fucking, they're gay." Like, they're so. I I, I worry that I'm presenting this in a negative light. I'm trying to pre- like at least give my viewpoint of it. There are people that love this, and 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 there there's something that this offered that was valuable and revolutionary at the time. Yeah, and so uh, there there are good things about it. It is it's it's a. I struggle with this show. Sure. I I have I have bad. Memories and reflections of, of this show.
0: Huh. I mean, you also hate hot people. So and there's 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 a lot of skin in that show. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe this is going to lead into the new show. Like, sure. <laughs> feeling bad about not being hot. Like, we, we continued that saga into the current show. <laughs> like, that did not change. A lot changed. That did not.
0: <laughs> yeah. For sure. The new Queer as Folk, which I already went over. Like, it's out now in the United States anyway. And australia it is a um, so
1: in places that matter and places that don't
0: <laughs> you decide which one <laughs> oh my goodness. they uh they're calling it a reimagining of oh. of the the first the first couple of shows does which that like, sound
1: like something disney would say
0: well yeah and and the point is it's not just a reboot right it's not the same characters right. so it's not the same <laughs> boring cis white <laughs> able-bodied men yeah. like it's um it's it's a it's a modernized new stuff show. Yeah. It, it takes place in New Orleans, and let's just let's jump right into it again. Like we already gave the spoilers talk too, so I don't know why I'm so nervous to like get hate mail about spoiling mm-hmm. shit. The thing that I was struck with is first episode, first thirty seconds is a big old disclaimer. Hey, this show is anchored in a shooting. Yeah. that takes place at a club. And some people might find that disturbing. Thanks to the trigger warning, and I found myself spending the whole first episode being like, "Oh God, when's it going to happen?" Oh, uh, right.
1: I I had read about this in the in the presses or whatever that they you know were doing a kind of take on the Pulse nightclub shooting. Like I I kind of knew that even before, but there's spoiler yeah or the the warning yeah reminded me of that fact.
0: Question, Kyle. Tell
1: me what you think about me. That's hey Kyle. Hey Mike. Okay, we're here.
0: This is the six year anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting this week. Yeah. Do you think Releasing that show is tone deaf? Is it intentional and that's okay? Is it just pandering? Like, do you have thoughts or feelings about that? Because I sure do.
1: Wow. Suck it, pan people. Pandering. <laughs> oh, they love that. They love pandering.
0: <laughs> Panning for gold.
1: Pandering for gold. Um. Oh, boy. Okay. I didn't... W- yeah, okay. I, are I will are jump we skipping right to ahead? The, uh, well, I just uh, didn't... Like, all of this, a lot of this, I, you know, I thought we were... Uh, even for the original, like, we did not talk about plot points or characters or things, and that's fine. Maybe, like, this is more about feelings about it, which I, I, I don't know. That's... maybe We get to decide what we talk about. Okay. Sorry. I, I... Yeah. Um. God, it's like we plan shit, which we kind of do sometimes. We uh, talked about in queer cinema with Chris Hagee from the podcast We Read Movies. Queer... C- we... <laughs> We talked about queer cinema in our episode about queer cinema. I watched totally fucked up the first in the teenage apocalypse trilogy that he recommended as part of the the new queer wave.
0: Was it indeed fucked up?
1: It was that one. I will try not to give specific spoilers. Mm. It was a difficult watch. It was an independent movie. It was authentic real lives of people. And it was a a challenging watch. Mm -hmm. And. I think especially given what I learned about that wave of media, it is that movement is people pissed off that no one's doing anything about AIDS. They're angry. They're angry at straight people. They are saying that straight people are bad and we are better and activists. And you know, there's a lot about that movement that I mentioned. And, to have a difficult movie that maybe plays into some of the tropes that was made by a per- a gay person mm-hmm. in that time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's different than a movie made by and for and starring straight people mm-hmm. that plays into tropes. So on our on the Spaces app, I I was talking about this with someone like and it made me think through this even more. Like Philadelphia, the screenwriter's gay, but like most of the other people involved are straight people and yeah. they're dealing with this thing, and it's like you're you're benefiting from our tragedy it's not a gay person benefiting it's not all these gay people that are putting out this art
0: yeah so i think but then it the the other side of that coin right does philadelphia get made with a with tom hanks being a gay person like being uh, like played by a gay person yeah yeah i don't think the movie gets made yeah. it certainly doesn't reach like cultural icon status that it did
1: but if that's your excuse for Casting straight people in movies, then gay people never. Then that's always every movie. Correct. I yep. But so anyway, the reason I brought all that up is I think it changes it for me when it is a comment about the Pulse nightclub or or the, the shooting made by queer people that are writing and processing this information. That was a very long path to get to where I am now. Is I don't think it's. I think the the timing makes sense for the release. It's during Pride and, you know, around the anniversary. And that's when we're thinking about it as queer people and dealing with it and processing it. And art made by queer people to think and talk about this when done with the proper warnings and and as much caution as can be provided to this topic.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I we can talk about them like if it was well done or how they did it or whatever, but I, I support that art. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I think my, my, I am leaning towards, I like that someone is doing something or making art about this thing. Yep. What do you think?
0: (laughs) Uh, I, I found it very, uh, I did not know that going into the show. Mm -hmm. So the, it was the, the disclaimer, you know, then put me on, on edge about it. But I will also say, having watched all of the first season, there's eight episodes that mm-hmm. all that are all, I don't know if this is the same in other markets, but in the United States anyway, all eight of them, they just dropped them all. And, um, uh, it is not a one and done. It is not. Mm. They put this shooting into the plot as a sensationalization of it to get people to watch the first episode and hook them on the show and then never talk about it again. It is a pervasive constant part of the story for the entire first season. Mm and in a way that i think brings to light some nuance about the aftermath of pulse mm-hmm. and how uh, a lot of things that i'd never really even considered like there's this phenomenon of of people who were actually at the club and survived the shooting people keep coming up to them and being like oh my god i was almost there that night i just i got a phone call from my mom and decided not to go like making it about them mm like that somehow makes them closer to the tragedy in a way or like they're they're saying like you're a proxy for me and like basically using this person's Mm. this tragic thing that happened to this person as a springboard for processing their own emotions like uh that was
1: almost god i can't imagine like that was almost me if uh, like and then being in the shoes of being like well, I was there, so go fuck it. Like you, yep. do, we don't have that. We are not the same. Yep. We didn't. I'm so sorry for you. Wow, that must be hard for you to almost have been me.
0: Yep, yep. And 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 talking about like, uh, people who benefited from uh, the tragedy by appearing in media, hmm. spokespeople, organizations that fundraised off of it. The idea that the families of victims were being compensated, and hmm. some of those families had had disowned their their oh. their their person that was killed in in that in that and yet they still profited from mm-hmm. it like they they touch on a whole bunch of stuff again eight episodes worth and it is a constant drumbeat fixture of the plot and the fabric of that story mm-hmm. so although i had my reservations about the first episode and yeah. i was freaking out about it I was like oh this is probably not okay on their anniversary the fact that it kept coming back and they kept touching on a whole bunch of different facets of the blast radius for lack of a better word of that of that tragedy i have got to feel better about it and i think it's 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 important and um uh i I support it now
1: Hmm. Hmm. i when i was watching this i was like uh i was looking up the name uh mingus was like if you fucking kill mingus Mm. i will be so angry at this show Mm. and i will send hate mail to i don't know to biden i don't know what i yeah. would do like i the thing i care most about in this entire show is the that non-binary character uh mingus played by an actual non-binary person um and his mom julia lewis their mom their mom fuck yeah. thank you
0: yeah yeah It uh, two main non binary characters right because char Shar mm-hmm. is also uh, non-binary i'm not sure about the act
1: in giving birth which is yeah. a very interesting like kind of thing to show
0: yeah i yeah I, I, yeah totally
1: but yeah, th- that is to say like, and I also think they didn't uh, go with the, uh, you very quickly learn that the non-binary character lives. Like I I think it would have been real shitty to hold back on that for a very long time to be like, did they die or not? Like I liked that they showed like they are still alive and you have to struggle with seeing their mom not know this information, but if they would have held that back and made that like a kind of right thing to keep you holding on i think that would have been shitty
0: yep absolutely and of course they had to do the like well fuck it what the the, the there's like one of the characters that we are introduced to and begin to develop a relationship with and, and ends up not making it and that is like that's a little bit plain with your you know feelings
1: And like using that as the instigator to get these two main characters back together is like Mm. the death. Oh, well, don't worry. We cleared the way for you to get back with your ex because his boyfriend died is like, that's I don't know. That's a lot.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: But they do like they have enough. And and that that character that died is like a little bit more femme or wore outfits. Like luckily they have enough characters that usually you get a non-binary character or a femme character, a black character. They have enough cast of characters that they're not killing the black one or the non-binary one or the femme one. Like, th- right. you, yeah. y- y- there's so many different characters on there that you see that luckily they can kill off people and, and they're like, they, sure. we're not basing our entire casting and diversity <laughs> on this one person, which often happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the the the, the main character of this modern new queer as folk is Brody and Brody is excruciatingly hot Mm -hmm. deeply flawed and borderline insufferable (laughs) and is selfish narcissistic fucks everything that walks (laughs) does so many drugs all the time is and is an adopted black kid in a rich white family uh, who is dropping out of medical school to move back to New Orleans and and he's the backbone of the of the show and uh so brody we very quickly find out is the sperm donor for his friend ruthie a trans woman and her non-binary partner char but they're the one carrying the we find out babies it's twins Mm -hmm. so they're really exploring some i think really interesting valid things about the queer experience of of not just people of different places of gender being together and and starting a family but then also the realities of sperm donation and how does surrogacy work and and uh it's uh, the the, the that that triad is fascinating i think my my favorite dynamics in season one are the way the ways in which ruthie and char and brody interact with each other and Mm. and sort of try to navigate this clusterfuck of shit. Yeah. Um,
1: Which that, um, I think that they carried on from the original. Like I, I, you know, I mentioned like uh, they are talking about real queer issues that maybe are are not as discussed or that it it can be bad people or bad takes, but like things that people are struggling with. And I think that's at least what I saw so far of them continuing to do that real queer struggles that yeah. people actually have.
0: In the first show, in the American show, in the 2000 show, whatever, the old the old American queers folk, were, uh, did one of the characters donate the sperm for the lesbian couple? Uh, yeah, Brian. It's Brian's kid. Brian? Why pick Brian? Anyway, okay. Because
1: Brian and Lindsay were friends. Okay. And uh. then Mel had this. I think that Lindsay is, if um, in Friends, the Carol, the lesbian... <laughs> Yeah. Wife <laughs> was her a- actually had a real whole character built out oh. a real and not just a comedic lesbian like that. That is Lindsay in my mind. But oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But they have yeah they have a kid as well. I liked the moment when when they they gave birth and the doctor was like a boy and a girl and the, the, the one Ruthie's, of them was like,
0: Ruthie's, I think it was Ruthie who said we don't know that we don't know that yet. Yeah. yeah, which is great. Yeah. Overall, did you like the first episode? Are you planning on watching the others?
1: I mean, partially, I like uh, did the free plan that you get the first episode. So there's part of it that I'm like, do I want to buy a full new thing just for this? I, I watched this episode and then cried. Yeah. It was, it was a lot to watch.
0: Yeah. It absolutely was.
1: Um, and I say that like from my experience with this show overall, continuing to see some of the things like drug use be a theme in here that I struggle with. Um, seeing hot people that I've mentioned, I don't watch queer things lately because I struggle so much with the way I look. And, um, I don't know. And then, yeah, seeing the, like, it it was, I don't know. I don't know if I, I would, I don't know if I'll keep watching it. Okay. It was, it was a lot. It was, um, I definitely had strong feelings about it in a way that says, like, I think this is an artistic show that is gave me feelings and that's what i was supposed to do yeah um I, I don't know if it's the time or place for me to watch it i don't know if i care enough to watch it i don't know okay i don't know would really? well, i mean you watched the entire first season so did and we which we we said we were going to watch the first episode or something and yep. you continued is that because you liked it or because you wanted to to
0: talk about it or it's because i didn't have anything to do yesterday <laughs> <laughs> endorsement. have nothing to do. Watch this show. No, I watched the first episode on Friday night. And then when I got up Saturday morning, no, I watched the first two episodes on Friday night. And when I got up yesterday morning, Saturday morning, I, I really, I really, um, I, I was, I was invested enough that I, I wanted to, I wanted to watch more and I wanted to see it through. In part, this is kind of a good in, good segue, in part because I wanted to get to episode four, which is called Fuck Disabled People, hm. which I think is clever titling because yeah. you could take that either direction, right? Like, fuck disabled people or fuck disabled people. Yes. Um, but uh, the show is replete with characters that are living with disability. And I thought I thought it was really interesting, not just from a like a story perspective and a narrative perspective, but from casting. Yeah. So Ryan O'Connell, who uh, was the guy that did special, which we talked about on the show, uh, 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 at least some um, with uh, Andrew Gerza, is one of the main writers. Like he wrote lots of this new show and then also is a main character. He is Brody's brother and one of the things that they actually investigate that I think is really fascinating is the tension between the two of them of like Ryan's uh, Ryan O'Connell his character's name is Julian in the show has cerebral palsy and so does the character but then this idea of like, well, did they did they adopt this black kid to make up for the first kid's disability mm-hmm. because he's their biological child and Brody is the younger adopted yeah. one?
1: Kim Cattrall would and, never do that. She's a perfect, flawless human being,
0: and kind of a lot to handle in this show. She's uh, she's she's a complicated character mm-hmm. as well.
1: I mean, talk about uncomfortable, intentionally uncomfortable scenes. Her whole, I, I get it's her son uh in this scene but like her holding a gun pointed towards her a white woman pointing a gun towards a black man is like he even says like you're still pointing a gun at me so i mean like but boy that entire time is intentionally like very reflective of us in our society right now and well but boy that was hard to watch those like whatever full minute that she did that
0: yep yep absolutely for sure um more about disability andrew gerza was actually a character with lines in episode four so yeah. on top of doing a bunch of consulting work which we knew that he was doing yeah on on handling disability well in the show he was he was in the show yeah he was credited as cute boy yeah
1: yeah yeah he uh, <laughs> yeah he's he's been posting about that i yeah i thought he was a consultant i didn't know he was also uh, like an actor in the show which is amazing yeah. so like yeah a friend of the show andrew gerza is a fucking actor in queers folk
0: yeah. headlines uh, and then Eric Gray's, uh, who plays Marvin, who is a self-described double amputee dancer, Ooh. and they cover his his story is so so fascinating. He's like that kind of like bristly bitchy queen that everybody secretly <laughs> wants to be friends with because mm-hmm. their validation matters more than other people's <laughs> getting
1: getting their approval <laughs> and getting in with them means like you are you are cool
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: by proxy yeah
0: uh and uh i, I really I, I really enjoy that character a, a lot and um but they the with him they cover um his it i forget what episode it is doesn't matter. His boyfriend. Uh, is a sex worker so their initial hangout time is uh because he hires him and then that turns into a relationship and i i thought it was really interesting the way that they they then explore the dynamics of like if you are in a relationship with a person who is a sex worker like how on board do you have to be with their profession mm. if you go into it that way yeah. and then also how does that rot away the foundation of your relationship to think that like the only reason that we were hanging out in the first place was because I paid you like mm. how, what isn't that always in the back of your head then mm. as you're, as you're with this person, mm. fascinating, super interesting. But then also talking about um, uh, disabled bodies and disabled bodies in sex and uh, the, the comfort level and, how just really, truly difficult it can be to to navigate those things if you don't do it together and with a lot of communication and uh, I, I I thought there's a sex scene that is super duper hot uh, uh, with with that character in it
1: in the first episode showing the difficulties of navigating queer spaces when you are disabled yeah. like that's something i i I learned a lot from Andrew Gerza from talking and posting about this uh Andrew talked about. Someone saying you're hijacking pride month by talking about your challenges and struggles. This should be a happy time or something like that. That was like, go just fuck right off. Like, really? Like, if you think pride should just be happy and everyone should have fun, that is a person that maybe you're newly out. Maybe you don't know things. Maybe you don't care to know things. I don't know. But like boy you need to learn a little bit right yeah you have have some growing to do
0: slow your roll yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: um so then i'm really sorry i'm really glad that ryan o'connell is is i didn't know he was a writer i knew he will you know showed up in more episodes which is great because like a lot of the press about it included his name and yeah so i think that's a good thing about the first episode is that they continued on things that they promised and didn't do them in a sensationalist way because if, if all these press things were like, hey, we have a disabled person in it, oh, yeah. and he would like, was barely, if Ryan was barely in it or whatever, then that th- that would be like, they're using him, but to have him, include him in the press, and him actually have a major role in front of and behind the camera is really important, and then I'm glad they included his name to be like, he's a major part of this. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, not just a major part of it, but a main character, right? right. Because uh, Brody's ex-fiancé, Noah, who's super hot, was with daddius who dies in the shooting then they end up together a daddius is weird naming. i
1: can't get over daddius being the name of a person is that a name uh,
0: yeah,
1: uh, uh, brody and daddius yeah.
0: what uh, what are we doing here my fantasies so then w- brody then like but didn't know that daddius was with noah because they were friends and like mm-hmm. was would feel super be- betrayed about that and like everybody's in on trying to hide the fact that they were together anyway yeah. so he uh, uh he tries to make a, a move on noah then uh, Julian, so Ryan O'Connell's character, ends up moving in with them and then Noah falls for him, falls for Julian. So they get to go through a whole bunch of like everybody's nobody assumes that they're together because they're too mismatched in terms of physical attractiveness like mm-hmm. why would this why would this super hot dude be with somebody who was disabled mm-hmm. and and the ways in which that impacts their relationship and then um trying to cover you know the there's more reasons to be into somebody than just their their physical attributes and then the whole dynamic of like you just chose a brother over the other brother, and mm. how does that make them feel? Like I, I think it was super fascinating. But yeah, and Ryan O'Connell wrote so much of 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 the show, and I, I think you know he's an okay actor, but like like, <laughs> but uh, they 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 explore some really really interesting things, I think, in a very real and human way, and mm. it, I I ended up really liking it. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to talk about dead naming real mm. quick. Okay. So um uh, Ruthie, who is Brody's, uh, really really good friend. Uh, we find out later from high school and we get to see Ruthie pre-transition. There, like there, in a flashback scene? Yes. Okay. There are a whole bunch of flashbacks and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. So, there, um, so th- they had flashbacks to the time when Ruthie was male presenting and they beep out her dead name huh. in these flashback sequences, which I thought was really interesting. Like for that character at that time, they had she hadn't transitioned yet. She hadn't picked a new name yet. But they still beeped, like with a beep sound, beeped out her dead name. And I forget, like, this is something. If people don't know, dead naming is when you use a, a trans person's birth name instead of the name that they selected when they transitioned. And. Uh, it's a big, big no-no. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you knew them for twenty years before they transitioned, th- fucking forget their old name. <laughs> <laughs> like, like. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so you know when we had uh, Max Curry on to, in our representation uh, episode, we talked about Rurangi, and uh, Kaz is a trans man who's the main character of that show. And he gets dead named in a city council meeting in front of a whole bunch of people. And I remember when they did that scene, they zoomed in on the mouth of the person that was saying his name and the the dead name came out and it was dead silent. There was no there was no beep. Right. There was just like kind of a, a weird like talking through water kind of a sound that that happened. And he told us that they made up a name so that what was being mouthed wasn't something that you could then like lip mm. lip read and figure out later. In Queer as Folk, Brody and Ruthie get into an argument, and he dead names her, mm. like while they're fighting, and they didn't. They the, the, it's a similar like you you see his face and you can see his mouth, but they beep it, mm. and it's interesting because they had primed us like every time every time. Her name, her dead name came up in the flashback sequences that the beep sound is so jarring Mm -hmm. that you were like primed to like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. So then to get to have a present day scene and have him dead name her and then have this big old beep in it was also very jarring. It was it was like in that really good way of like art is supposed to move you. It, It was it was it was moving because it was just um it was It was crushing, it was shocking, it yeah. was um really I- impactful, and I just
1: got shivers that is very yeah, you do not expect to see it in modern day like in the in the modern day scenes yeah, yeah.
0: and the actors do a really good job of like l- 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 just showing the the betrayal there that's yeah. involved and um, anyway it was I, I I thought it was really interesting
1: something that i I would think. <laughs> should go without saying but uh, nothing does these days because everyone sucks <laughs> is like uh, and I, i've seen trans in- influencers and instagrammers post about this if you are angry at someone dead naming them is still shitty or using the wrong gender pronouns is still shitty don't don't like that is that is still an attack on transits Caitlyn chenner by using the wrong name or pronouns you're not Like playing, you're not like winning on that argument or being subversive by doing that. You're still being shitty to trans people as a whole. A trans person can be a shitty, horrible person can can deserve all the crap in the world, but do that through hey, they're really shitty and here's how they're impacting things, and not by dead naming. Like it is, it is a it is an unfair weapon that we can cis people can use against trans people that has no it is intentionally hurtful for no other reason than I'm going to do this to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think pe- some people think they might have the right to do it. If someone is bad enough, even if they're bad for queer people, even if they're a horrible person, it still doesn't, doesn't make it okay. No good time to do it.
0: Man. Yep. Yep. For sure. And they also uh, in this scene, it seems like it's not intentional, but mm. it just kind of slips out, mm. which then is interesting. Cause, uh, even if, even if your intention is not to hurt somebody, I think if it just slips out, that's almost worse. Because well, that says that, like, their their new chosen name hasn't – like, there's still a part of you that hasn't accepted it if it can just slip out.
1: Well, and, I, I think it's slipping out is – to me, it's more about it slipping out when you're angry at them. Yeah, Like, that, that – because I, I get, you know, a dead name might slip out or the wrong pronouns or whatever can slip out. And then you apologize and move on. Like, but – but to have it come out when you're angry at them, there's something about that that even if it's not intentionally mean, is like
0: yeah. Yeah. Yep. The last thing I wanted to talk about when it came to the new queerest folk was um the misgendering thing. So Shar mm. and and Ruthie, Cher and Ruthie. I hear Cher, but the character's name is S H A R. So oh. um a Cher and Ruthie, uh, a non binary person and a trans woman who are new parents and uh, they have their anniversary so they decide to go to a fancy restaurant and the again boring older <laughs> cis white able-bodied uh waiter uh, hetero waiter um multiple chi- multiple times misgenders share first with calling using she her pronouns and then and then uh upon being corrected says okay sir or whatever like <laughs> like uses male mm. gendering in, instead and and uh so then there's this very uncomfortable awkward scene of they they throw a scene in the mm. middle of this like white tablecloth nothing but white people fancily <laughs> yeah. dressed in this, this very fancy restaurant and uh, go on this tirade about like the genitals of the dessert that they're eating uh. <laughs> and uh, they end up getting kicked out mm. of the restaurant but I think it's the first time that I've seen misgendering be made such a big deal of mm. and also for like there to be consequences hmm. i i think that the polite thing that we see is you know for somebody to correct somebody and then for them to like go away subplot over yeah this this was like a full-on like moment yeah. and um it was really it was really sort of satisfying i guess to hmm. see to see uh it, it escalate and then keep escalating
1: yeah and, yeah I think there's, this is actually ties into something I wanted to mention is like, I think one of the critiques I read and and you mentioned like the main characters can be insufferable or arrogant or like, and that brought to mind this idea of you having to be a model minority, which comes up. And a lot of times, I mean, especially I think Asian like stereotypes that we have are you're expected to be like a very certain way. So that's where I see it most often referred to, but so many times it is like, you know what? It's fine to be a bad like you don't always have to be perfect and handle every situation perfectly and with class. It, straight people do dumb shit all the time and mm-hmm. uh, and not that saying this is dumb but like but you don't have to be a perfect person to react and be angry and get thrown out of a restaurant because you were misgendered. Like you're allowed to get angry and maybe overreact or maybe mm-hmm. do something that takes it to the other extreme like to see a scene in that. I I like that. I I like not showing perfect gay people or for perfect queer people
0: yeah well this show has plenty of that (laughs) also now demarco is very very hot
1: oh is he in it
0: yeah oh good for him plays a deaf sex worker oh it's fantastic
1: there's some um something i really liked i wrote down this moment when the (laughs) when uh mingus convinces uh their teacher Mm -hmm. to give them a d it is like And they even talk about it in the the next scene of they use their queerness as a way to convince this teacher who is also queer, the trans character, to 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 change the grade. I fucking love that because that's something would be like, oh, no, like you're you use your queerness and then convince another queer person who just gave you something for like, you know, that that you didn't deserve because they were just like, oh, you're queer. okay. And I was just like, yes, I want more queer people doing uh, wrong things to help <laughs> us like straight people get so much shit like yeah. and i'm sure plenty of people might be mad at that being like you like you should earn it just like everyone like fuck you we're gonna do good things for each other and it might technically be the wrong thing Or i just really liked that moment of just an unearned improvement of grade just because they were queer it was just i don't know i i really liked that one moment that was flawed and like but kind of cool and queer
0: yeah absolutely I, i totally agree and it was a there's a shocking amount about Mingus being Ruthie's student Mm. because they're all in the same community. Yeah. And it makes me wonder more about like, How do teachers do it? Mm. Like, how is it possible to be gay and a teacher when like, I'm sure that there are 17 year olds on Grindr that you're going to run into and Mm. like, who are going to like hit on you because you're an authority figure. Like, what a ridiculous clusterfuck of shit to deal with.
1: Not to mention the political and current, you know, you're not allowed to teach things like uh, not to mention (laughs) any of the, like, yeah, yeah. You sound like you uh, have good, good feelings about this series and liked it
0: I was just going to wrap up okay by saying we should talk about is this good for our community hmm. because I think that there are a lot of stereotypes like our show mm-hmm. talks about sometimes that are perpetuated by this show right there, there's a lot of like just we're fucking debaucherous ludicrous drug-fueled sex-obsessed vapid shitbags yeah and that's very much in this show. And are straight people going to watch it and get the wrong idea? Yeah. Also, I think that there's a lot of it that rings true and honest, and is just sort of a, a reflection of, of of what's actually going on, and that we shouldn't be afraid of our own dirty laundry. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What do you What do you think?
1: I think we very much have to take the approach of two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward because we they, we I didn't do anything. They they're showing such a bigger diversity that was clearly missing from the original. And that's huge. And that's great. And that's positive. And they're showing far more characters with different levels of disability and sex work and number, like all these things that we talked about and yeah, there's drug use and everyone's hot and everyone's going out and drinking. Like that's the, so I think it is doing a good thing. I think there's still some challenges with it. And I, I keep coming back to what, Uh, Callie Wright said in our episode about Star Trek Mm -hmm. where they said sometimes bad represent what you think is bad representation is just not enough representation Mm -hmm. I think I've been thinking a lot about that of like it's totally fair to show us using drugs God knows we do that more than most people Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. more than the average person like or going out or, or clubs or hot bodies like there's so much of that that is true and also i want to see a range of stories that include people not doing drugs and and part of it is like when we have these conversations i want people to know part of what i want to talk about my original kind of experience with careers folk because I want people to know that that is not everyone that like, Mm, yes, we mm -hmm. just because we have a greater likelihood of using drugs or we are more likely to have body issues. So be a little bit like, like some people are more likely to be jacked. You also see that so much and that's not everyone. And there are people like you and I that either don't fit in with the sex or the drugs or the, or the, or have done those just because we thought we were supposed to. And Mm. I, I, that's something that media can't do is show that, There's something that it can't do, which is show real experiences. They can try, they can do the art, they can show an art, artistic view of this, but they are those still aren't real. No matter how real you make it, unless it's a documentary, this is not real. Yeah. So there's something they can't do, and something that people need to know that isn't real. And I wish I knew that when I watched Queer as Folk.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. How do you feel about this? Real, life is, real life is way more boring.
1: It's ve- it's very slow. Like, like <laughs> you can just be sad for hours or days or a year. And then that that's just very slow. And that would be one scene in a movie because like it, to show you sleeping for a long, long time
0: is not an interesting TV show. Like, oh my God. Can you imagine if you just had to have a piece of cheesecake and roll credits and it would be fine? <laughs> Everything's God, great.
1: I, yeah. Well, what do you think about the show?
0: Uh, I think that I, I'm going to call it net positive. Okay. And.
1: Hey, Nat, you're positive. <laughs> Sorry. That's my dad joke. I
0: think it's a net positive. I have my concerns. I'm worried about what some people will take away from the show. But I, I think as, as a cis white game, able bodied man, I very easily fall into the trap that a lot of us do of overlooking the intersectionality of our community and um it was really i think great to live in a world albeit fictional where th- that that intersectionality is front and center and visible and and being explored in a real human way yeah. and so i uh, i i appreciate it and i'm i'm walking away with warm good feelings about the show hmm. and there's a lot of fucked up shit
1: yeah um did we do it yeah i think we we (laughs) covered our reactions to it and other people will love or hate them and and feel like we didn't cover their feelings on it which i I get that and so i don't know (laughs) join our discord or facebook group to share all the things that you felt about it and want to but like you know we're just covering we can only cover how we feel about it and and uh yeah
0: It did cost us a star that one guy hated my take on the Britney episode and specifically called out you only get four stars because Mike's feelings about Britney
1: rated us five and then heard that episode and went back and changed it to a four because of that episode. Those are there. You know, there are some uh, there's at least a little bit of thickening of my skin that that this show has forced me to do. And one of it is, you know what? I as the person that loved Britney Spears, that four star person, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Do not love Britney Spears and take away a star is like the same thing as like I will take away your gay card. Yep. Like they yeah, I don't know. That's we don't have to I don't know. All right, well in the Patreon segment, we're going to talk about, you said, Easter eggs. Easter I have a couple eggs. more quotes from the current thing that I really liked. Uh, we'll, we'll brainstorm whether the name Daddyus is really a name. Great. Sure. <laughs> Can't yeah. wait for more discussion on this.
0: All right. You're going to take a break?
1: Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Queer break. Yeah. Queer's folk, <laughs> you.
0: This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Okay. You ready? Yep. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going (laughs) to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, uh, our Pride Happy Hour is going to be Thursday, June the 23rd at 6 p.m. Pacific. It is on all of our socials, and uh, it's going to be on Zoom, and it's going to be fun.
1: It's not on all of our
0: socials. It's going to be on all of our socials. Okay. Okay. I I don't know. It's on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Check for our Facebook page. I don't even know why I looked over there. Anyway, yeah, and uh, it's time for the local gay bar review. Ooh, okay. This time, uh, last week I was in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I went to Greg's Our Place, which is not, so, not, huh. not to be confused with Seattle's Our Place, R-I-P. It, Yo. No, no. <laughs> hey, but
1: the r in r i p uh,
0: uh yeah greg's our place uh, our place, sorry, it's uh, our place, um it was an interesting little place, Indianapolis is weird, uh grinder Get- is weird in Indianapolis, um you can tell a lot about a place by how many like headless torsos and and, <laughs> and no profile image uh, accounts there are, but uh it was fun, uh, I take it
1: there were a lot of them,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, uh it was fun there uh it's uh, it's w- well laid out. And um, uh, my only criticism about it, like as a bar, is that it was cash only. Which that's, I don't hmm. know, it's it felt like I was buying weed or something <laughs> to be like the dude is like we're cash only. I'm like, right, get the fuck out of here. I so rarely see like some I see, especially
1: during COVID, was like no cash. Yeah, so yep. like yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, there was a gentleman who struck up a conversation with me to let me know that he knows this is a gay bar. I was like well yeah oh okay, okay. cool I, I proceeded to tell me how curious he is okay. about gay stuff <laughs> like i'm straight and like i, I told me all about his kids and it, it, like he, i think he thought he was dropping subtle hints that he wanted me to blow him mm. but they were not subtle at all even mm. a little bit he's like how do taste I, I didn't oh I didn't, no oh, mm-hmm. oh no what, what's wrong with no straight but curious Nothing's wrong with Straight but Curious, but I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, okay, the narrative <laughs> that I ended up with in my head about this dude is that, like, he's there every night mm. and just, like, looking for blowjobs and giving me this- Whom among us? <laughs> <laughs> giving me this, like, sad sex story about, like, being bi-curious and, like, that, like oh, is this a gay bar? Like, yeah. I, I, you just, fuck the right off. But, anyway.
1: Mike- <laughs> He's might be new or clearly new to this. Doesn't know how to hit on people. No, he's not learned this. He, you know what? Well,
0: there was also a 21 year old in there having her birthday. Her 21st birthday Uh-oh. was happening. And uh, that was a lot of energy. And then she fell hard right on her face and <laughs> oh i've
1: I was like, been there girl oh, yeah
0: and she was uh she was on this 21 run with a friend of hers and her mom <laughs> and hmm. and uh it was yeah indianapolis go to Greg's our place i really enjoyed it i, I give it four dildos
1: <laughs> um do you want to do our of Stratus? let's do
0: our gaze straight sponsored by spaces spaces a new group chat app for niche queer communities by hornet
1: um, I'll go first. Okay. My it. gayest is we went to White Center Pride yeah, we uh, did. here in Seattle. If you don't know, White Center is an area of town, not a style of person. Um and it's we,
0: not in the center of town, nor is it that white, but
1: I mean, it, but it's Seattle, so it, you can only
0: yeah. expect so much. The least the least white part of Seattle is very white. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um anyway, so while we were there, I was wearing my Britney t shirt and yeah. had a moment with <sighs> someone walking by where this woman like looked at me and like with minimal words just pointed at my shirt and was like did a heart sign with her hand and then was like touched her heart and then like reached out for me and then put her hand on her heart and then just like looked really reflective and it was like like she just and then it wasn't a quick one it like went on for maybe a full minute of her just being like oh Brittany yeah. Like she was know,
0: worshiping you uh, as some kind of idol.
1: No, I think she was like, "Oh, Brittany,
0: yeah.
1: oh Brit, oh just uh, Brittany, yeah, Brittany, happy Brit yeah. uh, Brittany's wedding,
0: happy- Mike." Sure. Happy, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here for this wedding to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this month is big because it's Britney's wedding month. Um, my straightest is I don't know that Kate Bush song, and I don't really care. Um, everyone's, And then I was talking to someone at White Center Pride, and I was like, I, I don't want to go look up this song because everyone's like, we us queers knew about this long, long ago. And so I feel like the unknowing straight person that is like, what's this song? And I was like, I feel like a poser. I was talking to someone about this at White Center Pride, and he said to me something that I really like. He said, being Being a poser poser is is in. in. And I was like, (laughs) you know what? That's beautiful. Like, just look up the song. Who cares if you know it or didn't? Like, being a poser is in. Just kind of do the stuff you like, whether that's popular or good or bad. Like, being a poser is in, Mike.
0: Yeah. Yeah great i haven't listened to the song no. <laughs> <laughs> what about you that's your homework that's, um my homo work the straightest thing about me sorry th-
1: my homo work what i said was very funny it is funny i needed, <laughs> I needed that. keep
0: going uh, the straightest thing about me this week uh was um i went to the gym yesterday morning and hot trainer uh, um Dakota is his name. Hot Trainer Dakota. No,
1: it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I mean, it, no. It's,
0: it, it is. No, it's not. Uh, he has, like, shoulder-length hair. Show and me the birth certificate. <laughs> wears really big, like, bulky uh, sweatshirts and sweatpants all of the time. But, like, clearly there's a body underneath you of can't, there. Like, you can't, too hot
1: to hide a hot body.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he was in a t-shirt yesterday morning. God damn. Oh, this is Kyle. It's the worst. <laughs> anyway, but when he asked me, like, what did you do last night? Because I was a little hungover. I was like, what did you do last night? And then I was like, I was hanging out with Kyle. We got fucked up at a gay bar. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to say that. So I, was, so my like my lack of specificity is the straightest thing about me this week. I was like, oh, you know, just up on the hill bouncing around. Because he was trying to ask me questions about my evening. And I was like, not having that. Um, Mike, it's pride. Yeah, that's true.
1: It's time to be proud.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. I shouldn't shame you for not do i want him to hate crime me maybe okay Mm. uh the gayest thing about me this week is the lack of food in my place (laughs) i have no food i've been traveling so much i've been doing the like if i buy anything it's gonna spoil so why have food here yeah and i just feel like that's like my refrigerator is very gay right now there's like (laughs) like four diet cokes and a bag of cheese is all i have it's pride month no one's eating that's
1: Everyone eat food uh,
0: This week Our listeners Gayest the straightest Comes from Tall listener Ben On our discord server Hi. There's a hashtag Gayest the straightest Channel on our discord server Y'all If you wanna like Drop them in there Then like Sometimes we use them Anyway Drop one in it uh, He said straightest Getting out the tools And hanging up a curtain rod
1: mm-hmm.
0: Gayest dropping a screw and while looking for it finding a cum stain on the wall behind <laughs> my bed
1: <laughs> cum stain on the wall good for you good for however it got there <laughs> it got something good
0: happened <laughs> to get
1: there um thank you tell listener ben um if you want to chat with me, please go to the Spaces app and download it. And we have one of the biggest space. There's a gayish space to talk about both our podcast and gay and straight things. So we uh, was having conversations. I mentioned in the episode about kind of reactions to queer cinema. And like, so after episodes, we'll, we'll chat about them in there. Um. So download and join. And uh, next week I will grab one from the Spaces app. So also post your gayest and straightest there and I will get one
0: do it do it that's it thank you to rebel
1: wilson man thank you to rebel wilson that fucking sucks i fucking hate the dick bags on your behalf you didn't ask me to um i'm buying time while i look up who wrote the new queerest folk um so rebel wilson is doing good and love her love that for her and thanks to ryan o'connell thanks to ryan o'connell thanks to fuck where's that guy's name Stephen Dunn. Great. Sure. Canadian. Oh, you made it. Um, uh, also, thank you to our Super Gap Bridgers. Joe Stossel, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Forest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Tipton McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Thomas B, Dusty Sands, A, Coleman, Chris Cacciatore, and Jerome York, and Cian Ann. Javi, thank you, especially for Nail. snail. Because you picked this episode, we appreciate you.
0: That is it. This has been Gaish from the Chris Ketchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. But
1: clear. <laughs> God,
0: has he done anything since then?
1: Uh, when i was reading about like you know cast members what they're doing it you know it listed all of them like a lot of you know uh brian uh, uh gail Her- harold is like he was in Grey's anatomy and did and nip tuck and yeah, he played brian
0: kinney right brian kinney yeah. he's straight in real life i think
1: okay that, I, that
0: would make sense uh well, and he spent a lot more time naked in that show than Hal sparks did right yes we saw his butt a lot.
1: I mean, he was a fuckboy. Like, he was... <laughs> yeah,
0: he was having lots of... He's...
1: I mean, when I talk about the, the sexual kind of expectat- the expectations of yeah. gay people, like, it is him. He's doing all the wild stuff. and I'm like, oh, boy, I've never... You know, at the time, like, I've never, like, had sex at a bathhouse and, you know, blah, blah, blah.